Hey everyone, my name is David Poole and welcome to another episode of the Georgian Growth Show. So today I'm joined by Parana Sabani, who is our Head of Applied Research at Georgian. We're going to be talking about some of the downsides of using AI, specifically around fairness and bias, which is a subject at the forefront of everyone's mind at the moment. This is something that we at Georgian have been focused on for a while. And it's a topic that all of our listeners as company and product leaders want to act on right now. Ari, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Why don't you kick things off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background and your role at Georgian? Thanks, David, for having me. I'm really excited to share my perspective on fairness and bias in AI. My background is computer science and machine learning. I'm head of applied research currently in Georgian, and it might be useful if I provide a little bit more context about our applied research program at Georgian. Mm-hmm. Our main mission is to select applied research areas or areas of focus that can solve critical business problems for our companies and help them to create sustainable differentiation by risking innovation and research for them. Currently, main areas of focus for us are transfer learning, NLP representation learning, and AutoML, and last but not least, trustworthy AI. The three key pillars that we have focused so far are privacy and compliance, fairness, and explainability. That's awesome. So as you mentioned that trustworthy AI is one of your team's focus areas. What do you consider to be the biggest threat of AI? Yeah, in my humble opinion, I believe that currently the biggest threat of AI is bias in these systems. While these technologies are super powerful and they can potentially improve many human lives, they can also reinforce existing societal biases and even unintentionally create new ones. That's my biggest concern. And you have to be aware that most likely the data that you use as the main ingredient to train your machine learning models is biased. And as a result of that, the products or services that you provide for your customers will perpetuate unfairness and discrimination. What is really important to to consider here is the potential impact of such discriminative systems because we already know human processes or human-based processes are also biased but imagine that you have a biased racist or sexist loan officer in a bank that person can potentially impact hundreds of people at most per day but a biased ai system can impact thousands or even millions of individuals per day. So the impact is higher. And that's why we have to really pay more attention to such potential problems in these systems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think often when we think about the potential problems of AI, people kind of naturally go towards computers taking over the world and these images from science fiction. But actually, when you think about the issue of bias in AI, it's much more insidious because it's just kind of quietly reinforcing some of the underlying issues of our society today. And, And if we allow it to happen and don't focus on it and don't actively create solutions that 
that mitigate the impact of this bias, then nothing is going to change. And in fact, everything will get worse because there is less visibility into the decision making of these systems. So I think that's absolutely right that you, you focus that. Tell us more kind of how an AI system can be biased, can be racist or sexist. Good question. AI systems can be biased because of various reasons. And I, in recent years, like many other researchers, they also try to figure out what are the, the roots of these biases. Some of the more obvious ones are related to data and mainly because we use historical human behavioral data or actually explicitly ask humans to label data for us. And then we use them as training instances or training data sets. It's going to show up. The bias is going to show up in our models as well. But less obvious one is our training data sets might not be a representative of the target population. Let me give you an example to make it more clear. For example, you have a cancer detection model that has been only trained on white people data. And it's also used to detect cancer for people of color. And most likely because the patterns are different from one micro-segment segment of population to another micro-segment of population, these models are going to make more errors for certain people. So that's another example. And at the end of the day, what we have to remember as the main objective is to have the similar performance or get the similar utility out of these systems for all micro segments of the population. So at the end of the day, what should be our main objective is to have similar utility or similar performance for all micro segments, uh, no matter what's their ethnicity, gender, or background. Absolutely. So it, it all starts with the data and, and having that objective in mind, kind of designing for fairness right from the start and making sure that all micro-segments are treated equally. So let's go a little bit deeper and, and think about how we can build fair AI systems. And, and maybe if you can, include an example of how specifically Georgian has approached this problem in the past? Sure. I believe one of the very first steps is to test models properly and detect potential biases and their roots. Previously in our projects with our companies, we used tools like Fairtest and Google What If, and it, they turned out to be super helpful for us to be able to identify unwanted associations between models outcome and any sensitive attributes. And it's really important to think about what is sensitive attribute in the context of the product or service. In the literature, they mainly talk about ethnicity, gender, or religion, uh, or socioeconomic status. But for example, in the context of one of the projects we worked with one of our companies, Ternitin, we realized, for example, non-native speakers, that's a kind of as attribute, it can also be considered as a sensitive attribute. And there might be some correlation between the model's outcome and such uh, attributes. Then the next step is naturally mitigate the bias by having a true plan and transparent communication. A very complicated problem. So try not to simplify it by easily removing sensitive attributes from your training data. 
because there can be correlations between the remaining attributes and sensitive ones. And we really don't want to sacrifice the model's performance by removing many attributes or features. Even having it as an applied research area for our team actually demonstrates that there is not a single solution for every problems out there. And there are significant numbers of research going on in this area. And we can use potentially technology and similar optimization techniques to address some of these problems. But definitely we have to go and we have to move beyond technology and also consider how we can operationalizing responsible use of these powerful technologies by changing the culture of the company as well. For example, how we can improve the diversity of the R&D teams in order to build first systems. That's fantastic. Thanks, Barry. I think um, having a kind of systematic approach to this issue and, and not relying on any tool, but understanding that, that it is a broader issue and, and requires kind of a, a holistic approach is, is one of the most important things. Thank you so much for, for joining us on the show. I think that's a lot of food for thought for anyone who's, who's facing these issues. If you want to discuss these, these issues in more detail, please reach out and I'm sure that Pari would be happy to discuss it with you.